Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of No Holds Barred. I'm joined on the line today by Kai. How you doing, mate? I am fine, thanks. Kai, you suffer from something that's completely and utterly rare, right? One in a million people suffer from this condition, this syndrome. Is that correct? Yeah, one what in a million. Klein-Levin syndrome, or, or more commonly known in the press as the Sleeping Beauty syndrome. Yeah. What, what Can you explain what it is? Uh, so... Um, Technically a sleeping disorder, but with many levels to it. So it can, it's a, it's, it's an episodial type um, syndrome where you can, where you're fine and then you just snap into a, an episode of just sleeping um, about 17, 16 hours a day. And for the, when you're awake, you're just dazed, disorientated. You don't know anything. You can't, you struggle to speak um, mm. many layers to it. What, Many symptoms. How so? How how so? So so one minute you're fine, and then the the next morning you'll wake up and you're just or, or or you won't wake up and you'll just sleep for hours. Is there any kind of precursors to when these episodes will will happen? Um, so usually, the day or day or two before, I'll wake up. Say this is on the two days prior. I'll wake up uh, about and then for about half an hour, I'll just feel really dazed. I'll struggle to um, understand like basic things on my phone. That's something I use every day. Mm. I'll look at my phone and just be confused. And then it'll go away after half an hour. You'll feel fine. And then the next day, it's the same for an hour. And then the day the day after, and the, on the day it actually happens, you'll just wake up and then you'll be disorientated. And, that, and all you all you'll want to do is sleep. Nothing else. You'll just want to head down and sleep. Because you just feel like you've got nothing in the system. You just want to sleep. It's like it's like being on low battery. Really, and, and so so you, you just want to close your eyes and you'll drift off. It's not difficult to fall yeah. asleep. It's just if no. you give yourself a chance, if you lay down and close your eyes, you're gone. And then you would wake up. Well, how how many hours later in the day? Like fourteen, fifteen hours? Did you say? Yeah. So at the start, um, my first one is very heavily sleep 
orientated to about but maybe about 19 hours a day of sleeping and as i've gone on as the episodes go as i've had more episodes so their symptoms kind of altered so now it's maybe like 13 14 hours of sleep um and then the rest of like say 10 hours a day woke, woke up but um but that's the worst part because you're inside your own head I want to talk about that and want to get to that because you shared with me a video that you haven't shared with anybody apart from your family, right? Uh, yeah. And that's a, a, a um, it was a video of you in your waking uh, hours when you're having an episode, which I've got to say, and we will come on to it. Um, I, yeah. I was shocked. I really was because I most people when when I started reading about this when you when you reached out and said would you, would you, do you fancy talking to me, I didn't. I had never heard of anything about it. Uh, and I started reading, and they said we sleep fourteen, fifteen hours a day. And my my first reaction was like, that doesn't sound that bad. Like, I mean, I get it; yeah. it really does impact your life. Yeah. But you know, sleeping for long periods, and then you've still got how many hours left in the day? You can fit quite a lot in into that period. What's the big deal, really? And then you showed me what it was like when you were awake, awake in inverted commas, and it was it was like something I'd never. I I just I understood essentially as soon as I watched that I understood yeah. how debilitating this 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 syndrome is. But <clears throat> before we get to that, I want to go back to the start. So you're now 21 years old. Yeah. You had your first episode when you were 15, and this there is no clues up until your first episode, apart from that couple of days before, that there's anything wrong. Is that right? Yeah. So when it happened. Um... Obviously, he got taken to hospital. Nobody had any ideas, like, what's wrong with him? Like, he's he's usually completely fine, completely healthy. He's 15. What could, well, what so, could be wrong? So, so, so what happened was, is you, you felt you felt uh, dozy. Uh, like you said, your things that would normally make sense to you didn't quite make sense. Yeah. You were confused. And then you fell asleep for a couple of days, right? Or, yeah, so, or was it a week? How long did your parents think, actually, we really need to see someone here? Um, so say about four days from, from when I started feeling weird about on the 28th of December when I was 15, um, so be six years ago next month, uh, and say about three days, it's about 2nd of January. I was like, this is this feeling of being weird and being knackered all the time isn't going. Can we go to a GP? I go to the GP. And I'm there sleeping in the, literally sleeping in the waiting room, sat up mm. um, with the people looking at me, thinking, "What, what's going on there?" And um, and then I was the GP, obviously no idea because it's so rare. Don't blame them. Uh, and then they was like, "Okay, go to hospital. Maybe a consultant there'll have a better idea." And then I get taken to the consultant, just still sleepy. But Still nodding off. Everyone had to talk over me for me. Um, so was I you aware? Was you aware that they were talking around you? You were um, aware that something was happening. I was aware, but honestly, I didn't care about anything. As only getting my head down. Yeah. And it was that's faded since the first one. But the first one was really, really. The first one is the most intense one I've ever had for sleeping, needing help to go to the toilet because I couldn't walk. My, my dad had to literally get, I had to shoulder, put my shoulder around my dad and then he'd have to walk with me step by step to the to the toilet. Um, he, I, I, he couldn't leave my side because I was paranoid. Um, he was, I was so paranoid that I was that this was like a dream. It was surreal. It wasn't happening. 
um, my dad had to sleep every night with me side, by my side. And I also, I, w- I woke him up three or four times a night when I, when I, every time I woke up just to make sure he was there, I could physically touch him. And I still didn't believe he was there. Yeah, you were completely, completely and utterly disorientated. You didn't know what yeah. was real and what wasn't. You were no. aware of him, though. You knew who he was. Yeah. Uh, it's weird because, like, I knew he... I, semi knew he was there. Semi knew he... Obviously knew who he is. And then still didn't trust it, though. Yeah. I was, I was counting tiles on the walls every day to make sure they weren't changing, to make sure I wasn't being put, like, pulled a fast one. Did you mean... What do you mean that... So during your waking hours, in order to keep grasp of reality, you would count the tiles yeah. and remember the, the amount that was there previously. And when we wake up, you'd count them again just to, yeah. just, just so that whoever they were, <laughs> uh, were, were, weren't trying to pull... Did, did you become paranoid to the point where you felt like things were, people were doing things to you? That, that some, someone else... What, what was you paranoid about? Um, so in my head, I thought I was like... I was in a coma... And then the this now was like a dream of being in the coma. So I was, my life was being portrayed to me by my brain, not by things that were happening around me. Wow. So and this felt this felt completely like you're fifteen. It felt like as well. in a dream. Yeah, yeah. You're fifteen. Do you know what? Um, I want to ask about how your parents reacted in the first instance because I'm sure it would have been hugely distressing. But my I've got a boy who's ten, and he complains yeah. about everything. Every, every ailment, his knee hurts. He's uh, yesterday. He, he's uh, he said he's he's pulled a groin muscle. Like you're ten, you don't pull muscles typically when you're ten. Everything, his elbows hurt. He's got growing pains, and that's what kids do, right? They do because they don't know what's happening to their body. But yeah. genuinely, generally, over you know, there might be a hundred complaints. Ninety nine of them are banal. Uh, and one might be the one you have to take seriously. But the vast majority, everything you say, just all right, don't worry, well, you'll be fine kind of thing. Yeah. Right, well, you're 15. Kids sleep a lot. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They're, especially <laughs> teenage boys. They like yeah. you know, sleeping. It, it came to a point after four days where they thought something needs to be done. Was that your choice? Did you say, I need to see a GP? Or did they say, we need to we need to um, make sure this happens? Can you remember? So I, I remember because it's been told back to me. But, but after being told back... After I'm out of an episode, I it kind of like falls back into place. So I, I was sleeping on the on the sofa in the living room, and then my stepmom just turns to my dad and says he has to go to the hospital. Mm. And then, so I, I got carried in. Imagine, um, imagine what they how did they feel? Do you think they, they, they was they, they were like terrified? Obviously, because I was just gone. There was like things being thrown at my stepmom's like. At one point, it said, "Like, is it a tumor?" You know what I mean, it's yeah. Like, well, that's what I would have thought. Some sort of brain, some something wrong yeah. with the brain. Um, yeah, tumor, anything like you start thinking the worst, don't you? Yeah, that's the thing. That's especially when I was in the episode because you're irrational, obviously, because you don't know what's going to happen to you. You don't know if you're going to be ever okay again. Did you feel? And, did you feel like was you scared or was you out of it so much so that you couldn't worry? Um, the first one, I'd say, I was out of it 90% of the time, like, because I was in hospital, I thought, okay, if I'm in hospital, I'm in the best place I can be. Um, but then I, I, I still, you still get the panic. And then the more you, the, it's, it's the same pattern every time we go into an episode. I've had 14 now. And every time I go into an episode, for the first few days, I'm more or less relaxed. 
and just accept it. And then the more I go closer to getting out of an episode, the more I'm stressed, the more I, I'll start to like have hysterics and be like demanding to be better and keep keep asking, why am I not better? Why is it me? Why am I going to be okay? And constantly needing the reassurance of being okay. We know now that once you, I want to get to the point where you got your diagnosis, but people that suffer from KLS, they tend to grow out of it. And that sounds flippant but after yeah. a certain amount of years um it the the symptoms and, and the amount of episodes you have kind of slows down yeah know, doesn't it that which is which is something that at least when you say that you know why is this happening to me that it's something that you can fingers crossed if yours your condition goes like everybody else's uh that, that you'll one day be free from it um but right now was it at 21 that, that i read online that the typical age is like 30 to 35 when someone stops having mm. um so, so stops having episodes but, yeah but the average is about 40 40 throughout those years and you've had 14 yeah is that is your would you say that yours is excessive compared to to, to others or, or is it typical uh, so, so this is like something I've seen. I've looked a lot into. Obviously, you're going to be looking into something like this um, all the time. And then, so I've came across people that said they've get it. They get it. This one girl in America, like, unfortunately, she has been in an episode for six months. Um, six months have been completely gone. Yeah. And then, so I, if anything, I count myself lucky. But because mine are always fourteen days. Apart from one, my last one, which was twenty-one days. <laughs> when, oh, when, yeah, sorry. When was the last time you had one? Um, Feb. I went into the last one February twenty nineteen and came out of it in March. So this is the longest I've ever gone without one. Yeah, how do you feel? Um, I feel better, but um, the obviously take it day by day because you can't. You never know what's going to come up, but that. Since I've had the first one six years ago, there's no, I've thought about it every single day for at least an hour. It's, it's constantly in your head, just something you can't not think about. Yeah, you're, um, so, so today you thought about it. But besides of our our um, our conversation, has it popped into your head at all? Oh yeah, every every day, every day you think about it. Like, will this affect my KLS? Will this make it happen? Because there's there's multiple causes to it. Um, yeah, is sometimes there triggers. Is there things that can set it off? loads of triggers um the main one which everyone is shocked about is alcohol so you drink alcohol it makes it happen you can't you can't drink a drop what so any 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 touch alcohol in any way and you'll have you're guaranteed to have an episode um so I think, but, but some people can't even have a drop with me um say if i have one uh, say if i have one pint it'll make the gap in between episodes shorter Wow. Say if I get drunk, but just before the point of getting drunk, um, you'll get into an episode. So you'll never actually be drunk. You'll never actually get to the point of being drunk. You'll just go into an episode instead. So you might have three pints and then you'll have 14 days episode. Yeah. So as a result, I haven't had, I haven't, be, I've only been drunk once in my life. Mate, well, obviously, I mean, that's I was, I was 16. It's going to be great for your liver, but <laughs> must be tough. Must be yeah. really tough. Being 21 years old. Are you at uni? Yeah, a third year now. And all your mates are like obviously getting picked. I mean, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but and anyone who's been to university, 
yeah, yeah. In, to some degree, shamefully, alcohol's a central part of it. Yeah. The, how, how, the, how's that been? The feeling of being left out is hard. Like that, that's one of the um, one of the effects of KLS that out of an episode is the worst for me. Apart from don't, that's the, when you're out of an episode, that's the worst thing. Being not being able to do things, um, not being having to be a bit more careful. It's like um, another thing that makes it happen is sleep. Like if you don't get enough sleep, your your body will end up just shutting down and saying, "Okay, you haven't had enough sleep. We're going to force you to get this sleep type of thing." But with the alcohol, it's like you can't with sleep. I can control it. With alcohol, it's just like I sit there and watch everyone else drink. But my mates are really good. Fair play to them. Like being inclusive. Um, like they always make sure I'm okay if I like if I'm having a good time and that. Um, the worst thing is with people like from the outside that they ask you, they'll ask you like, "Oh, what? You don't drink?" Yeah. And, and also, you'll get the when you explain to people for the first time about KLS, they're like, "Oh, I'd love to sleep that much." And it, like, yeah, it's, you get, it gets yeah. they're insensitive, right? And it's, it's yeah. I guess it gets. But it's obvious, isn't it? That's the way. How else are people going to respond? They're going to make light of it because they don't want to have that deep conversation in the pub when they're out with yeah. their mates and the, and your friends. As much as they're like they're great and they're they're you know they're trying to include you. That's not going to really save you from the fact that you really just want to be a normal twenty-one-year-old kid getting pissed and stuff. Right. That's the thing. Because one, um, when I was eighteen, I was supposed to go on a holiday to Malia. And uh, about two weeks before it, before it, I was thinking about not being sick so much. I think that made me stress, and then made me go into an episode. And then on the day they flew out, I was still I was still in an episode, so I couldn't go. Wow. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was going to say, I'd imagine stress causes has some some sort of bearing. What what yeah. else? What else? What other triggers are there? Um, so you got the alcohol, the sleeping, the stress is a big one. Um, with like exams and that, so it was in uh, in secondary school. Um, in the stretch from January to May for GCSEs, I had it four times, um, wow. so once every six weeks, um, and then so the stress of like st- being in year eleven or form five uh, st- stressed me so much. I was going into an episode every six weeks, and then the teachers they did they didn't believe me when I was saying it was happening. Yeah. They just thought he was a kid, normal kid. Yeah, doesn't want to do it, lazy. All yeah, exactly. Shit. And then in sixth form as well, I failed my first year of sixth form because I was ill too too much to catch up. Was you was diagnosed a, at that point? Um, I got diagnosed in my first year of sixth form, which when I was seventeen, uh, no, just sixteen, just turned seventeen. And the, I've, I've taken the letter to the head of sixth form. Um, from a neurologist, head of neurology in Liverpool all day, for, uh, and and she just dismissed it. She said, "Oh, you just sleep a bit more." That was her reaction. And, yeah, uh, they, they. I had a meeting with her, the deputy head, and another head of the department with my dad after failing, and my dad was like, "You haven't treated, treated him fairly enough. Uh, this is this is this isn't right." Um, and then she said, the head of sixth form said, oh, if he's in an episode, he can just come in a bit later. He can come a bit half nine to school if he wants to, if that's better for the sleep. And after I've explained to her hundreds of times that I don't know 
where the toilet is when I'm ill. Yeah. How do you expect me to put the past? They, um, and then this is the thing with such a rare rare condition is that there's there's literally no social understanding of it at all. Um, no, you know, it's it. not when someone's in a wheelchair or someone is blind yeah. or someone uh, is has some sort of physical disability. You can see and you can be sympathetic because of that because it makes sense. But this would not make sense when you're completely out of an episode when you're just working right when everything's going well yeah because the stark difference <laughs> to completely like healthy 21 year old touch wood um and that and then to go to being dependent on my dad or and my stepmom who always look after me fair play to them and my mum have to say that hmm. that they're always they're always they've been there every single one um to be dependent on someone like that when you <laughs> just hit adulthood and mm. to be need someone there like when it happens my dad just takes two weeks off work and just, t- just takes two weeks off work no questions asked and well they they're always they're always good about that are they as well yeah so he can work from home as well but he'll make sure he'll work for, he'll make sure he won't be going out to do like work because he has to go he works like travels around yeah for work so he'll make sure that he'll be there um and that, that's the thing with that like my dad and my Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Stepmom and, they, and my mum, they've seen me in that state, like as, as you've seen so many times. That that that, that video you, you've seen in like when I was in hysterics, just begging to be fine that that's like a daily occurrence when you when you're in an episode really and- okay let's talk about that because you're so what i'll try and describe what i saw uh you yeah. how old was you there um that was the last one so uh 19 19 um you you were on a step or or, or you were yeah. si- sitting on a step uh in your front room yeah. uh you were in your underpants you had your dad and your stepmom I'd imagine you said, I'm talking to you yeah. in Welsh. Yeah. Um, and what I saw wasn't a 19 year old boy. It was, it was, it looked, and I'm, this is not obviously you, you understand where I'm coming from here, but yeah, I mean, it looked like a, 
a four-year-old kid having a tantrum yeah. uh, because he's not allowed, he has to go to bed and brush his teeth. It was that, it was that level of, yeah, it looked it was childlike in, in your mannerisms. And can you, is that, is that a fair thing? Is that a fair observation? And what, what, yeah. what, 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 what do you think was going through your head at that time? So I, after what I set up, I put myself through and I watched it all for the first time this week. Really? And, uh, yeah. As I sat down and literally just lump in my, lump in my throat. Like, like unbelievable. I'm struggling to, to think about it now. And, uh, I can, I remember when I was in that, um, state, I was kept just hitting my thighs yeah. as hard as I can. As I like to bring my fist down on them like that and just, trying to do anything to snap out of it and um my I, in the video my dad says uh don't hit yourself please don't it's, it's hard for us if you do that yeah and i said i don't care about anything unless i'm unless i'm better yeah like <laughs> i don't care what what happens to me if i'm not better uh yeah yeah and became desperate yeah just constantly asking will i be better i will be better won't i i will i be better just every day like Every like ten minutes, just asking. Are you? Was you? Are you aware then? Was you aware then, or are you aware now that there is light at the end of the tunnel for this condition? <laughs> that's that's the thing. When I'm fine, I uh, I hundred percent know I'm gonna be fine. I'm gonna be okay. Mm. But when I'm in the episode, the longer it, the this the weird thing about it for me, it's always fourteen days. So <laughs> my dad can almost put a date in a calendar and say, on this date, he'll come to our bedroom middle of the night, say he's fine. Completely fine. It'll be snap out of it. Completely, hundred percent fine. So, is that typically what happens? You'll wake up, you feel good, you'll go and tell your mum, your, your stepmom, and your dad. Yeah. So, so on the when you, on the last one, which was the one that was hardest, probably because it was on the fourteenth day. I was just there sitting around thinking, oh, I'm going to be fine any minute now, and then it goes on for another seven days. And I just by the twentieth day, I just, I'm just giving up hope. I'm not even crying or, or being hysterical. I'm just sat looking at the wall, just being sad, and and um, just thinking, oh, <laughs> that's me written off now. That's me gone. What? Um, but, Sorry, go on. Yeah. Go ahead. Go. Ahead. I was just going to say that the when you come out of it, it's like a feeling of pure elation. Like you, if you could sell that feeling, you would be. A multi-millionaire because it's the best feeling in the world, better than anything, anything. Yeah, mate. Well, I, I was going to say is that while you know other people can get drunk, they take drugs, whatever it is, that life fi- always finds a way of of mm. giving you a level of euphoria that that you you know that that's personal. And most yeah. people, it's about sad actually that most people have to use sort of pharmaceutical yeah. uh, properties in order to get you high or whatever it might be to feel something, to feel, just to feel a little bit alive or a little bit different from normality. The fact that your condition, if you're grateful in that way, if you look for that positive aspect as you clearly do, to mm. find that elation, that, that that feeling that can't be given to you, you have to be experienced, is a really, really positive thing. And I would say as well, like, I like, like, I'm not sure if I'm overstepping the line here, but Whenever I'm talking to people, I talk to a lot of people with, you know, I talked to a young a young woman with anorexia recently, a young woman who had spina bifida, which meant she had to have a huge operation untwisting her spine. And when yeah. I'm listening, to it, it makes me kind of grateful for what I've got and what I haven't and, 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 yeah. and what I'm allowed to do. But, um, you know, you mentioned your 
you know your, your GCSEs and your and your, you failed your A levels and your you, your experiences, mate, will set you up for such a productive future that mm. I'm not sure you probably don't even realise how how much this will help you as a person and how rounded you'll become because of this condition. You clearly haven't let it break you. you you're clearly, you know, you're you're working towards the future. You're going to university. You've got a girlfriend as well, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got a girlfriend. So you're doing things, you're doing normal things, right? But you're, all of this stuff will shape you to become a better person than you would have been without this condition. You, yeah. see, you see it all the time. Anyone who suffers adversity or difficulty comes out a better person if it doesn't break them. And not, clearly, this is not going to break you. So what... What um, you mentioned, you had sort of some funny stories, or, or not funny stories, but interesting stories around your condition and what's happened. Do you remember you saying that? Or was I? Yeah. What? what so, can you tell me sometimes a little bit flippantly than the serious stuff. What? What can you tell us about your condition and how it's affected your life? Um, oh, it's a, it's a where do I start type of thing. So um, <laughs> the first one um, <laughs> when. Just finished the GCSE. Just finished GCSE exams, mm. and um, as you do, everyone goes out. Sixteen-year-olds go out and have get get drunk in a field. Of course, that, that's standard. And then, uh, that was just after my third, uh, no, just after my fourth um, episode. But prior to that, only one had been induced by alcohol, so it hadn't been that hadn't been pinned down to alcohol. That had just been pinned down to stress because. Obviously, you have to do something multiple times to see the root cause of it. Of and um, so I drank, I drank like, what, three three cans of whatever it was, lager, whatever it was. Um, and I just, everyone thinking, look, but everyone just around me thinking, wow, he's hammered. What? <laughs> You've had a couple of pints and you're all over the place. Yeah. And, and, and then the um, a farmer comes out of nowhere claiming it's his field, grabs me, and then I'm just looking at him <laughs> in the eye like, what? <laughs> it's like, felt like a dream. And I was looking at him just like, eh, and then just walked away. And then we go to the like the the village in which the school was, um, mm-hmm. and then my mates go inside to this kebab uh, house that's, that's there, and then they come out, and then I'm just there sat with them, and then uh, they're just shot in vodka in the street, you yeah. know, normal sixteen-year-old stuff. In yeah. and, and then you, uh, and then I just started feeling really sleepy. So my, my my the best thing in my head was, oh, I'm just gonna go lie down in the road. Yeah, <laughs> and I just n- nothing. I just wanted to sleep so much. I didn't care where it was. So I just lie down in the road and started sleeping. And then my, they had to pick me up and put me on the pavement. What did you? And did they call your dad at some point? Yeah, yeah, my dad was on the way at this point because my dad lives about twenty minutes away, so he was on he was on his way. But in that twenty minutes, I decided that the best place for me to keep is on the road. On the road. <laughs> what? <laughs> Tell me about um, yeah. how you um, when you met your girlfriend. How long have you been with her? Um, two years, just yeah, two years this month. Wow, that's congratulations. What? What? Thank you. What? Um, how? So she would have been with you during one of your episodes. Yeah, she she's the one of the only people like my, none of my friends have seen me in an episode only she's seen me in an episode so like the last one your friends your friends know you yeah uh, they know what your condition is but yeah. when they know you're poorly they they leave you alone yeah so i won't even look at my phone really when i'm ill um i'll just have an ipad on airplane mode just listening to music because when 
it's weird. It's, you know how deaf people, uh, no, deaf, yeah, people with a stutter or speech impediment. Yes. They can listen to music and then they can repeat the music completely fine. Yes. When I'm in an episode, I can't talk properly. I can only speak in small sentences like a four-year-old, as you said earlier. Yeah. It's a small, very simple sen- sentences. But when I'm, when I listen to music, I can word for word any like any song I know any song. So then, so you can you can with the earphones on when you can't hear yourself, you can can you hear um, yourself? No, when when I can't hear myself, it's so weird because it's like it taps into another part of your brain, um, re- like my remit remembering things is different to thinking to creating yeah in the brain and that 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 part of the brain the remembering part of the brain doesn't get affected as much with kls so so then yeah so getting back to my girlfriend when she came to see me um so i started just crying it's like crying like just being normal kls behavior well this would have been uh, quite early on relatively yeah that was five months in Wow. So, did, was you comfortable with her seeing you? Did she want to see? What was the, how did that? So I kept asking for her to see it, like, to see it. And she was like, she came to see me quite a few times in that episode because it was 21 days. She came to see you about twice, three or four, no, three, twice or three times. Mm. And then, so obviously it was a lot, it was nice for me to have her there, but, but only with her because I'm comfortable with it. I was comfortable, by that point, I was comfortable enough with her. And then, so to none of my friends, I would never want them to see me in a, in such a way. Uh, only the only circumstance would be in like some sort of education where like it's that, it's that type of area where I'm showing the vi- that that video to everyone. Yeah, just it's to in a the, kind of technical yeah. aspect to yeah. it where you're trying to educate. Uh, yeah, in that instance, I understand. Yeah. But but in yeah. a personal personal space when, yeah. when it's happening, it's very difficult. Did you pre-warn? Could you articulate to your girlfriend before she saw you in your state what it would be like? Um, so I could, but only as much as I could get over in words. Whereas seeing is believing that something like that. Mm. So. Um, I remember when, like, but I first started like messaging her in in November in 2018, and uh, she she asked me about two or three days in, oh, what do you drink?" And I was like, oh, "Do you want to know what I drink? <laughs> Nothing." Yeah, water. <laughs> and, yeah, literally, <laughs> water and Pepsi. Mm-hmm. And that, that's standard night out. Yeah, so um, and I explained it to her, and she was she just she was with her mum and a and a nan at the point uh, at the time. She, she said, and then she was a. Uh, just head up out to her mum and her nan saying, you'll never believe what's just what I've just been told type of thing. So when you told her that you didn't drink and that you gave her the reason why? Yeah. So I just told her straight. Cause I've been, I've used to telling everyone why I don't drink, but now, now, now if someone just tells me why I don't drink, I just say, Oh, oh. if someone is, if I say, if I order water in the pub, some the the bartenders give me a dirty look. Mm. <laughs> like, like a freeloader kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, so if someone asks me why I don't drink now, I just say, ah, oh, I don't know, I've got, I've got an alcohol problem, I'm trying to kick it. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> these people you don't need, they didn't need to know, do they? No, because that's just as personal. If someone had an alcohol problem, yeah, they wouldn't ask questions then. So it's easy for me to say that because it technically is an alcohol, but it's a problem with alcohol. Yeah, yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. I did a little Google actually while we were talking, and um, they said that some of the causes that uh, alcohol consumption is only a quarter. Of KLS, so you are quite unlucky again, actually. But um, yeah, precip- uh, infections. If you have some sort of infection, the body will shut mm-hmm. down to to shut it off. Sleep deprivation, as you said, unusual stress, as you said, f- 
physical exertion. Have you found that if you kind of play football, you run or rugby? Would... Um, so, so I'm quite like sporty in that sense, and I, luckily, that that's fine. So I'd, I'd be like, I'll, I'll do exercise four or five times a week right. every week religiously, and then keep keep control of my diet and that. And that that seems to be fine for me. But the the alcohol, the obviously, I've never tried anything. Um, drug related, but uh, there's an argument of, over KLS for does um, weed make it happen? So then 50% will say yeah, 50% will say no, always. Specific so, no. To, to you. Yeah, according to this yeah. study, the uh, Medscape, it said marijuana use is 6, 6% bring on an onset. I'm not suggesting try it <laughs> at all. I'm just saying that that's, that's the thing, the risk. Oh, yeah, what do you mean? want? Do you want to lose 21 days of your life for a spliff? Um, yeah. I just, I mean, yeah, but yeah. then on the other hand, you've got oh, you could do it, and there's no repercussions. Yeah, <laughs> but then obviously, for any job employers out, for any employers out there, I don't. No, you're clear. I've never tried it's very anything. clear. It's very clear. We're just talking from scientific perspective. Um, yeah, yeah. What do you want to do then? What, what What are your plans for the future? What? How? How? Um, you You clearly haven't let it stop you from forming relationships, mm. from having friendship groups, yeah. and looking towards the future. What do you want to do? So I'm a third year now in sport business in Liverpool, John Moore's, um, about to finish, obviously. And then my, my, my goal for a career is to be performance analyst in, for the football club uh, at the professional level, obviously. Is, uh, so, I'm going to, so is that explaining layman's, what does that do? So to analyse the tactical and the like, scientific um, aspects and the facts of a team's performance. Okay. Um, and then relay back to the coaches and that. So um, I want to do, I'm going, I want to, after finishing this year, after finishing my third year, I want to go on to do a master's in performance analysis because but, but, but when I started my sport business degree, I was thinking, okay, I want to be, go down this route. But now after uh, three years of figuring out, I've um, decided I want to go down the performance analysis route. Um, I'm currently an, an analyst with Carlisle United for, and as an opposition scout for them. Oh, nice. So I'm trying to get ex- as much experience as I can, get my name out there to ask everyone. I've asked, I asked 92 people before Carlisle said yes. So Yeah, but there's some people out there that didn't ask 92. Do you know what I mean? You did. Yeah. That's why you got the opportunity. Uh, maybe there's something we can do as well. With, with, um, we could have, we, I'll talk to James. Maybe there's something we can do mm. in terms of, for, for people listening to this and they don't know what we're talking about because there will be other people yeah. that aren't football fans listening to this podcast. Um, there's a football co- podcast we do, uh, but we could maybe do some analysts. What you what you think of these players? Like, how would you do an opposition preview for Harry Kane? What would you say? What would you write down? Oh, I, that that writes itself, really. So how good is? Uh, well, so you say, say you can't stop him. Forget it. <laughs> him and Bale, of course. Yeah. Uh, um, so with Harry Kane, I would be I'd look about where he look where he receives the ball firstly, and then why was he allowed to receive the ball? I think okay. because with Kane, if he's got the ball, it's too late. If he's got the ball in the box or just outside it, I think maybe it's a bit too late. So then I'd look at the stats of how how well does he? Because with Kane, in my head, he's he's a goal scorer. He's good with his feet, but he's not going to be he's not going to be running from halfway to the box on his own. Not typically. Um, so I would look at maybe trying to get him into those positions and then stop him there. And if he's got the ball 40 yards away, he might ping a pass, so he might be want to be pressing him a little bit, but make sure that's where he picks up the ball. Um, and then, obviously, with the relationship with Son, 
because he's got they play if you look at the heat maps they play quite close together with Son being on like inside left I'd be looking at he maybe want to stick three players there because there's two of them that there's two of those if you take two of those players out of the game then the whoever's on the right wing be that Bale or Lucas Moura he'd be isolated then you clearly know football better than I do because I, <laughs> I wouldn't have known what to write just for, I don't know he's unplayable just forget about it concentrate on the others <laughs> Um, nice one, mate. Okay, been thank you so much no for problem. sharing. It's really, um, it's really fascinating. And, and before you reached out, I had no idea. I had no idea. I'd literally never heard of it. Um, and it was it one in a million. Yeah, one in. A, I'm, there's only me and one other bloke in Wales who's got it. And what do you ever do? You talk to each other, support each other. Or um, just I've talked to, I talk to his mum, but he's not on Facebook. So I'm friends with um, a bloke from London, sports Millwall, actually. Oh, yeah, and I'm friend. I'm quite good, good friends with him on Facebook about the experiences that because the UK KLS seems tiny compared to the American. Yeah, but there's nobody who's got it. It's about what sixty people. Well, yeah, it's the same. The same. There's about sixty people, but maybe not all of them are diagnosed or have been diagnosed with something else. That's the thing. It took two years for me to get diagnosed because that's to rule out everything else first. And there's only two doctors that'll diagnose it, and it's uh, it's going through hoops. What can they do? You- do you, is there any medication, anything they can give you to help support you? So the leading expert for KLS is French, uh, based in Paris, I think. And then she she's prescribing lithium, but in the UK you can't get anything, no cure, nothing. Just grind, grit your teeth and get through it, basically. What does lithium do? So I think it helps the effect. I'm not 100% sure, I'm not an expert, but I think it just helps the effects whilst you're in it. So maybe... It's like chills you with it or, or something like that. I'm uh, not hungry on it. It said apparently, according to Medwire News, I'm sitting in front of my computer just researching yeah. as you're talking, uh, provided uh, class four evidence that lithium reduces the frequency and duration of KLS episodes. Mm. They found that when treated with lithium, patients were incapacitated, inca- incapacitated by a condition for one month less a year compared to with no treatment. So while mm. um, you can't get it prescribed in the UK. Um, I'm not suggesting the, that you find other ways to acquire lithium. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that, right? Um, okay, okay. I, um, I, it's been an absolute pleasure. And now that we've spoken, Thanks, hopefully we do. stay in contact. I'm really interested to see how you, you get on and what you do in the next stage of your life. Uh, and I'll, I'll talk to James about trying to get you involved in the show somehow in terms of that. I love that idea of uh, analysing certain players and, and, and maybe talking to them. Yeah, that would be, be a dream for me. I followed... You and James for five years, something like that. And it's religiously, like that'd be nuts for me. <laughs> oh, no worries, mate. God bless you. Yeah. Thank you. All right, all the Bye. best and uh, good health. And uh, I'll speak soon, Kai. Thank you. You too. Thanks. All, all the best. Bye. You too. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? 
Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 